Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, let's just get to it. Biggest takeaway from the debate last night. David, you first. Uh, this is pointless without Trump participating. Scott? <sighs> Uneventful. I'd, nobody's mind was changed. Hmm. That's interesting. Going into the show, I thought you had this big take. I do have a take. I do have a big take. I don't know whether to use it now or not. Well, no, the, the biggest okay, takeaway. Okay, the biggest takeaway is this. Ramaswamy's up there talking about how Trump's the greatest president of the 21st century and blah, blah, blah. Why would you take his job then? Why do you <laughs> yeah. want his job? Jackass, why? Seriously. <laughs> Did anybody ask him, hey, man, you just said this guy is the greatest thing since sliced bread. You should be about reelecting him. Why are you running? Why do you want to steal his job? And so your takeaway is, why did someone ask that? Come back with it. Well, it seems to me it was an obvious question after a guy, you know, is out there saying he's going to pardon him and saying he's the greatest president ever and blah, blah, blah. And then goes, well, by the meantime, I'm going to I want to kick him out. I don't want to I want his job. Yeah, I get it. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, My takeaway is not anything that's, you know, like groundbreaking. It's that this format's tired and used up and. It's going to be tough for anyone to be Trump. Yeah. It's DeSantis, Vivek, and everybody else can just pack it in. Unless Trump's in jail. Yeah. That's kind of what it comes down problematic to. Problematic. Yes. Yeah. And so we'll see, and I'm, we're going to try to tabulate it tomorrow, the final numbers of how many people watch the debates versus how many people watch the Trump-Tucker interview that was going on at the exact same time. It was time. huge. Last I saw in the first 10 minutes, it had like 20 million impressions. Yeah, it was, and it was just growing yeah, from there. Yeah. Um, and I, you know what? I thought of it on the fly yesterday during the show, and I took my own advice, which was to watch that interview and then record the debate. Mm-hmm. So that way, when all the also-rans were just prattling on and on, I could just forward through it because I can only take so much. Sure. It drives me bananas. It really does. Um, David, you've mentioned before. You wanted Trump to be at the debate. I think we all wanted him to. And then yeah. you'd ask the question, well, if you were his campaign manager, would you say go? Yeah. And then for me, the answer is no. There's n- only what you could lose. There's not much for Trump to gain. He's leading by so much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, without him there, it was sort of uneventful. Right, because Vivek uh, Ramaswamy is not running against anybody else on that stage. Ron DeSantis isn't running against anybody else on that stage. Chris Christie's not running against Ron DeSantis, et cetera. Right. Everybody is running against Donald Trump. That's it. And yes. to me, one of the frustrating things as I was, I was looking at this, because I understand the gamesmanship thing, Trump mm-hmm. sitting out the first debate. It's, it's kind of like you got preseason football going on right now. It's like, well, I, you're not going to have your starting quarterback play all four quarters of a preseason game. Why would you do that? That's just unnecessary risk that you're taking on. But as I was watching this and hearing a bunch of what kind of just sounded like stock answers interspersed with, you know, people trying to basically channel Trump and and insult each other and all of that stuff. Right. I was getting frustrated because I did want to hear from Donald Trump. Trump is the elephant in the room. He's the guy that 
all of these people are really running against. They're not running against each other. And to me, I was trying to break down why exactly I was feeling so frustrated that Trump wasn't there. And today, you know, you, you've said this a lot, Jamie. Your worldview changes when you have kids. It has to because I, yeah. you, you're responsible for new for, for a human being yep. or however many human beings you have created. And I think my frustration wasn't about, you know, an analyst or a, or a media member or a talk show host, whatever you want to call it. It was the fact that I'm a father of two kids under four, and I'm scared to death of what is happening in this country. And I want Trump to make the argument with the people who are running against him. I want him to really be able to be there and defend himself because we got an important decision to make here coming up in the next few months. And to just sort of say... Well, I'm not I'm not going to do it because the horse race aspect of it is is not worth it. To me, that's the source of my frustration. I don't hate Trump or anything. It's just I want to see where everybody stands and we didn't get it last night. Okay. Is it fair though to say you pretty much know where Trump stands on all the issues? Yeah, but there are questions that people bring up about his time, especially with spending during the coronavirus pandemic, Anthony Fauci yeah. and all of that and that would be a format where people could actually get him to answer questions on it. Well, as far as, you know, that was the first question that Tucker had for him in that interview was, well, why are you not at the debate? And I think he probably answered it in the way you would think. Why are think. you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that. And many people said you shouldn't do them. But you see the polls have come out and I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. And, you know, some of them are at one and zero and uh, two and I'm saying, do I sit there for an hour or two hours, whatever it's going to be, and uh, get harassed by people that shouldn't even be running for president? Should I be doing that? Uh, by the way, this is one thing that's, I think, common amongst people. As the three of us are listening to this, and we get to uh, two, and he says two, yeah. just the way he says yeah. it, cracked us all up. You right. can't see us, but we all start cracking oh, up. Oh, absolutely. There have been different times where we've all been so ticked off at Trump for one thing or another. Like, what are you doing? But he has this ability to still make you smile and laugh <laughs> yeah. and say, well, yeah, Don, gosh dang it. He's not trying to either. I know. It's just it's very funny. natural. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just funny. But anyway, uh, and a network that isn't particularly friendly to me, frankly, you know, they uh, they were back in Ronda Sanctimonious like crazy. And now they've given up on him. I mean, he's it's a lost cause. It's reminded me very much of 2016. You know, in 2016, I went through the same stuff. And had to fight them all the way, and then they became very friendly after I won. Or just... I mean, I don't think they've given up on him, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's just Trump, yeah. man. But I just felt it would be uh, more appropriate not to do the debate. I don't think it's uh, right to do it. Uh, if you're leading by 50, 60, I have one problem leading by 70 points, and I'm saying, why am I doing it? Yeah. So, I mean, that makes that's... total sense to me. Total sense. By the way, and I'll admit this, whenever. Asa Hutchinson was on screen. Oh, dude! After the first answer, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and it's always fun for me if my wife wants to watch it at all. She sits down, she's watching, and as I'm just saying, I got to forward through some of these people because I can't take all of it. And she's like, forward that guy. What's with <laughs> his? Li-? He looks like the Joker. He <laughs> creeps me out. <laughs> and and when Trump had said some of these people shouldn't be on the stage. Tucker asked. When you, when you say there are people on stage who shouldn't be running for president, who do you mean? 
Well, I don't want to really use names, but it wouldn't matter too much. A guy like, uh, I call him Ada Hutchinson. It's Asa, but I call him Ada. Uh, Why do you I call him Ada? Know, I, you know, I could tell you, but I don't want to get myself in a little trouble. <laughs> but he's weak and pathetic, and he was, uh, I never understood the guy. I never knew him. Okay, everybody wants to know now. Okay, what is it? Why? I've been wanting to Why know Ada? for a long time why, is he, why he's calling him Ada Hutchinson, <laughs> and I have no idea. We'll find out at some point in time. I guess. No doubt about it. <laughs> no doubt. Which is, uh, yeah. I. But as, as far as the people that were on the stage, and a lot of people were trying to figure out, how did DeSantis do last night? Because that was the big question going in. What did you think? I, I thought he did what he had to do. That's know. what I thought, too. I don't, that, and nothing spectacular, but I thought he held his own. I thought he was fine. And, and again, if the front runner's not there, it kind of doesn't matter as far as what your breakout moment is going to be. Because it's all about where are you in relation to Trump, not anything else. Yeah, it's almost like he couldn't go out there and just lay an egg with everything going no. the way it's been going. And he didn't. He didn't. But boy, do you see how just uncomfortable he looks up there. Oh, yeah. It's not his element. And there's part of me that says, you know what, just because you're not a great debater doesn't mean you can't govern well. It's like there's different, you know, there's different talent aspects of doing each sort of thing. And I think he's done a great job in Florida. But if it comes up to debates, I would I would be in fear if I was on the DeSantis campaign because he looks so uncomfortable. Well, this and thing, I thought he delivered yeah. pretty well. To I be thought he was OK, too. But I mean, it, this thing was dubbed the vice presidential debate. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was. I mean, Nikki Haley is the obvious choice in my mind. For Trump to select and go, okay. For you know, I used to like Nikki Haley just fine. I'm liking her less and less as time goes on. Yeah, I thought she was okay last night, though. You've had a thing for Nikki Haley for a long time. Well, it goes beyond Everybody's that. got different angles, yeah. man. She spurned my advances. Really? I called security. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but you got a clip of DeSantis here, David. Yeah, I, I thought the way they started it was really interesting. They were playing that the huge song by Oliver Anthony, uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the candidates were asked why that song has resonated with so many people. And it's about how, well, D.C. politicians are really in it for themselves while everybody else gets hosed. Yes. Um, and this is what DeSantis had to say, and I think it kind of picks up on the awkwardness. I, I like the individual words, but it doesn't sound all that inspiring to me. Okay. Our country is in decline. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. And it starts with understanding we must reverse Bidenomics so that middle class families have a chance to succeed again. We cannot succeed as a country if you are working hard and you can't afford groceries, a car, or a new home while Hunter Biden can make hundreds of thousands of dollars on lousy paintings. That is wrong. We, we also cannot succeed when the Congress spends trillions and trillions of dollars. Those rich men north of Richmond have put us in this situation. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, dude, you know how I feel about DeSantis. I like him. Again, I think he's done a great job. It makes me in some ways almost feel bad for him because all I see in my head is all this super PAC money, millions and millions and millions of dollars and consultants and de debate training, and he's trying to be perfect with it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you're playing this great song, but your fingers are not moving up and down the fretboard of the guitar the way it's supposed right. to, and it's clink, 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 clink. <laughs> it's just not coming out right. as authentic. That's the biggest thing. Everything he said there was good. 
Yeah, I think he has to be more authentic, too. I agree. That was a very stock. But, and, and again, it was good. But there's something, he's got this great record, too. Right. I mean, this guy's done a great job as a governor. Uh, yes. Uh, and he flipped the whole thing red. And I mean, he's done this fabulous job. And yeah, I agree. No, I don't know what that was, but. Yeah. I like, and it's not that he screwed up big time either. Oh, no, it's no, not no. like there was some big error, right? No. There wasn't. I still think the guy would be a great president. I do too, but there was not that moment where, you know, bat meets ball. I understand. But yeah. is that that important in a debate? People seem to, to show think how it is. great a president I, you could be. I, well, I'm maybe assuming, I think it is. I mean, if you, but like David said, you're running against a guy who's not there. But you know, then again, the performance aspect of it, I think a lot of us kind of get caught up in it. Joe yeah. Biden bled from an eyeball at one of the primary debates. He did, and he's president. So I, I know. I mean, <laughs> Maybe that's the secret. Yeah. I'm watching like my wife who likes the Santa's go. Oh, that's kind of cringy. Oh gosh, when he would like deliver a stock line. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, one of those things. David, we're going to be going over different facets to this all through the show. You have a piece of audio that you could not wait to play for no, us. No, I, 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 it's something to, to lighten the mood a little bit, non-political. Okay. It's just fun. This is from a guitar player named Andre Antunes. Oh, we just talked about guitar. The World okay. Livestock Auctioneer Championship is the video basis for this. Right. But he gives it a metal backing track as the auctioneers are doing their calls. Oh, wow. Okay, roll it. Next up, Rob Taylor, Perkins, Oklahoma. What is it? 166 and 76. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> See? That's perfect, David. Thank you for bringing that in. you got to keep your sense of humor. Always. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. More from that uh, debate last night. Are you going to predict? Is anybody going to drop out before the second one? Just interesting. Wow. All right. Good question. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And we're talking about the debate and talking about the Tucker-Trump interview. And we mentioned, you know, Trump talked about Asa Hutchinson shouldn't even be running, and he calls him Ada. And Tucker said, why do you call him Ada? He's like, I don't want to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to tell you. And people think it's what? The Americans with Disability Act is ADA. That is yeah. the, that is the uh, acronym for American Disability Act. And ADA, in other words. Yeah. Um, but, David, you mentioned he, he yeah. Trump spells it and does not spell it that way. No, on the Truth Social post that he did, like, formally announcing he's not doing the debate, uh, he spelled it A-I-D-A. So I, I don't know if it's that. Hmm. I thought he was just trying to feminize his name and make him... That's know, what I less, figured it less was. Less than masculine, put yeah. it that way. Then again, I, I don't know what desanctus is supposed to mean either, so... No, that's yeah, true. but I, I don't so, know, man. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I don't remember. You don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe it is, but it's kind of stepping on the rake if you spell the name wrong. No, uh, there's a point to that. I th- I tend to think you're right, Scott. It was more feminizing the whole thing. You're not sure. We'll, we'll have much more of that interview. The, he hit a lot of stuff. That's for sure. And you have CNN, who's absolutely doing no ratings at all. I mean, they're dead. <laughs> Just a little. Thing. I'm sorry, man. It was cracking me up. 
and more f- stuff from the debate. But David, you have the story on that wildfire, how it began. Yeah, Lee. So apparently there was a brush fire on Maui that had been mostly contained that morning. Like firefighters are out there, they were digging trenches around this this field where there was a brush fire. And then they, they soaked it a little bit, but they thought, okay, it's pretty good. We're good. Then they leave, and people's talking to uh, the, the one of the newspapers on Hawaii, uh, the Star Advertiser, said, we were wondering where the firefighters were going because we could still see smoke, and there were still embers, like, popping out and, and spreading across the field. And sure enough, not long after the firefighters left, the massive inferno happened and just burned its way down and so again i mean we're looking at a lot of different points of failure with this tragedy as now over 100 people are confirmed dead and around a thousand people still missing and unaccounted for and uh are you familiar with will kane on fox news i don't know if y'all y'all talked about this yesterday but uh he had done uh, had done some boots on the ground reporting there and he said, one of the striking things is that I didn't see tons of parents saying, where is my kid? And, you know, you do hear that. Those stories do exist. Yes. But he says, I don't know how many kids were actually left at home alone. I think it's very possible that entire family units are just dead. And mm. no one's really looking for them. And what we're hearing is from the left. This is climate change and this is what to blame by the way from the debate last night when vivek said he was the one that was clearest to me on the topic of climate oh yeah easily yeah let's just face facts here this is what this is did you think that was a good moment for him yeah i did yeah i did too yeah it was easier for him to cut through the clutter i mean because he knows what the catnip is for the audience and he hammers it now, there were times he may have gone overboard, but there were a lot of people that thought he did extremely well last night. I would imagine, if you had to bet on it right now, do you think his poll numbers go up over the next week? No. All right. I do a little bit. The bets are coming next. The Markley Game Camp and Roddick Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Roberts. Okay, we're talking about the debate last night and then the Tucker Trump interview going back and forth and also mentioned Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought he had a really good night last night and DeSantis did fine too. Um, but I was just asking, do you think Vivek's numbers nationally are going to go up over the next week? You're not sold on it, David. I'm not. I, I, I don't think he did a very good job last night. Okay. I kind of it, it kind of seemed like he was too hyper a little bit. Like as soon as there was some pushback against him, and he didn't know quite what to do. And maybe it was nerves. It's a new arena for him and everything. So I I don't know. It just didn't to me. He didn't come off as smooth as he usually does. Totally agree with that. I guess I look at it. I guess like a fight, and I think he did take some jabs that snapped his head back a little bit and his knees maybe got weak once or twice, but he landed some roundhouses that I think really with the audience and people watching was like, yeah. You know, when he was talking about education and everybody on this stage is bought, paid for, Mm -hmm. that resonates with people. So I'm looking at, you know, real clear politics. They do the whole national average. 
I know Wonky would say, well, that doesn't, you got to win states, you know. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But for the purposes of this bet, I'm willing to say, because he's at 7.2% right now, DeSantis at 14.3 and Trump at 55.4. I say he's going up in the next week. You say no? Would you go straight up on that bet five bucks? No, nah, I wouldn't put money on it. I say he's going to get to 10. A week from today, he'll be at 10. You want any of that action? No, I don't. I think it will be, too. I think it might be higher than that. 10. Yeah. I thought he was already there. Man, you're... Uh, no, no, no. This is the average the nationally. Average. Okay. All right. From all the polls together. Okay. Yeah. I'm tempted. I'm I right. think you're only down 55. I'll, I'll, sure, I'll go five on that. Okay. That Got he, it. So the, we're going to check back in, what, a week? So yes. next Thursday... We're going to check back the real clear politics average, and he's yes. got to be at at least 10. Set a reminder, next Thursday, check the polls. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. All right, it. yeah, I'll take that bet. All right. Can I take so, that bet, too? Or on which David? side? Hey, man, if you go Whisker Biscuit there, I'm sorry that you're too late. You should have jumped in and say, I want that action. <laughs> I thought you were just doing it amongst yourselves. I <laughs> I felt not included in the circle of betting. <laughs> uh, we we can do a separate one. I'll I'll, I'll bet Scott five two. Okay. Well, I I think he will be above ten. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I was just giving you a hard time. All right. Okay. Thank I'm you. sure we can come up with a different bet. Gee, I love um, gambling. I'm good at it. <laughs> I think you're only down forty. <laughs> That's all. I think so. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm also looking at this as far as the national average for the Democrats. You got Biden at sixty four point four. Uh, Kennedy, 13.2. Williamson, 6.2. They don't put Gavin Newsom up there, Uh of course, because he's not running. But all this came up with Trump last night in the interview with Tucker, which, by the way, I'll just play this part. Um, Talking about Joe's decline and Trump talks a little bit about how Joe walks. I don't know if you've heard this clip or not yet. Uh, See if you can make it through without laughing. Go ahead. You look at him. He can't walk to the helicopter. He, He walks. He can't lift his feet out of the grass. You know, it's only two inches at the White House, right? That's not a lot. But you watch him, and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. Okay, you didn't make it either one of you. Already laughing. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Okay, he goes on. And then you see him in the beach where he can't lift a chair. You know, those chairs are meant to be light, right? They're like two ounces. You lift them up. He can't lift the chair. He can't walk to the chair. And I, I don't know what they're doing with the beach. You know, this beach is seeming to play a big role, but... He's going to go off on the beach a little bit here. <laughs> okay. Just a forewarning. They love pictures of him on the beach. I think he looks terrible on the beach. He looks terrible on the Skinny beach. Skinny legs. Well, he can't walk through the sand. You know, sand yeah. is not that easy to walk through, but <laughs> when he walks through it, he can't walk through the sand. And there's somebody in there that thinks he looks fabulous at the beach. I think he looks horrible at the beach. Plus, the beach doesn't represent what a president's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be working. Right. So, I couldn't help it. I'm dying laughing watching this. I have heard a lot of descriptors, but never walking on toothpicks. That's that's a new one. (laughs) I was saving all these clips. Here's more. But Biden, every time you watch him talking, it's like he's walking on eggs. You're waiting for him to collapse. And he almost always does. (laughs) Dude, it's, okay. it is. I get nervous whenever I watch a, a, a Biden speech live. I get nervous because I don't know if he's going to fall into a well 
or or not. I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen. I know what you mean. And so as the conversation goes, then it's like, well, if Biden can't make it, then you got Kamala, right? And Tucker throws it to Trump in that way. But that would make Kamala Harris the candidate? Well, not really. I mean, I guess they'd have uh, maybe a free-for-all. A lot of people say she has to remain for certain reasons, the candidate. She has to. I don't think that's true, actually. I don't think that other people would stand for it. Uh, she has some bad moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse, actually. Yeah. But she seems pretty senile, too. She speaks in, uh, in rhyme. Uh, <laughs> okay, stop there for a second. Speaks in rhyme. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. <laughs> I know, and neither did Tucker. So he asks. Go ahead. Uh, in rhyme. You know, it's weird. It's weird. And in rhyme? What do you... Well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there, because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. Oh, my God. The bus goes fro. The bus goes to, because that's what buses are supposed to do. I get it. Okay, now I understand what he's saying. All right. Yes. Okay. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to get the other stuff? Because the, the last one is him then talking about Newsom. Yeah, oh, yeah. In. Let's do Newsom. Well, yeah. All right. All right. Go yeah. ahead. Roll that part. I think they probably have some kind of a primary, and other people will get involved. Of Newsom, right? I could mean, that's... be. Could be. I mean, you know, I always got along well with him, believe it or not. But could be him. Could be somebody else. He's got a big, a big load on his shoulders because you look at California. What's happened? By the way, I think he brings up a great point here, and I'll see if you agree with him. But I don't know if the American people really, the people that vote for him, I don't even know if they care. You know, you look at so many of the things that are going on, and people don't seem to be, in the old days, if you had a bad record, it meant a lot. Today, if you have a oh, bad yeah. record, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, he looks good. He's a nice-looking guy, speaks well. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that true? Well, yeah, it is true. That's it, totally true. It definitely is. Well, when you look at polling numbers, you see the people that still support this current president. Yes. And I think to myself, how is that possible? And then I truly try to think, yeah, why is that? Yeah. And then I go, it's the media. It's yeah. propaganda. Well, because we all know this. A, a good portion of the country, they only get their news from propaganda outlets. That used to sound crazy to say. It's yeah. the truth. That's exactly what it is. If you only, and we, we all know people that are close to us, they will never watch. I mean, Fox, let alone Newsmax, they'll never read anything, even center-right, as far as getting news. It's only left. And we all know they lie constantly. And your opinion is shaded by that. That's probably what it is. It's the only thing I can come up with. Okay. Now, as far as uh, one of the moments last night you wanted to get to, David, was Chris Christie and Vivek. Uh, yeah, there was a little dust up between uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy and Chris Christie as they were talking about climate change and the doomsday cult and all that. Yes. All right. Roll it out. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change agenda is a hoax. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is, the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. 
And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate right. change. Governor, Governor right. Haley, are you bought? Okay, hold on a second. When you heard all the people boo, what did you think they were booing about? Yeah, I, I didn't really understand at first when they're saying boo. Uh, it's like, okay, so are are all these people fans of bought and paid for politicians or, or what happened there? Or were they booing like Chris Christie and others trying to jump in over what he was saying? That's what I thought when I saw it live. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been reported today that people were booing Vivek mm-hmm. for saying that. Well, or they're or they're twisting it around saying, see, they they they're down, not they're down with the green policies, too. They're trying to make this about him saying this about the green weenies. Yeah, I think you both yeah. of you guys are right that the. The crowd was not booing Vivek for saying that. No, they weren't. Yeah. Governor Haley, are you bought the and paid for? Is down by hold on, hold on. In the last century. Listen, listen, no, listen. Had, no, Let, enough, wait, no, hold on, hold I've on. I've had enough. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, What's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. Come on, give me a hug. <laughs> give me a hug just same, like you did to Obama. Same type of amateur. And that's, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, this is a waste of time. Now, if you're entertained by it all, that's cool. I, I, it's weird because I thought the same thing when he said it. Ramaswamy, like, that's yeah. right out of the Obama. I mean, Obama said it almost verbatim. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? I know, man. There's something there that a lot of people are sensing. I like a lot of what Vivek says, but there's something. I don't yeah. know him yet. I don't trust him 100%. He comes across as a snake oil salesman to me a lot of times. Well, somebody said to me, he's, one, he's, a guy, he's the guy at the party you avoid. Wow. <laughs> like you wanted, I See, I don't know if I'd go with that. Like you wanted, I'd want to pick his brain. I don't want to talk to have, him. You wanted to, have, you wanted to have a drink with Trump. Mm-hmm. This yeah. guy, you wanted like, okay, I, just, I don't want to deal with this. This guy. I'd rather have a drink with him than Christie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chris Christie's, the act is tired. Plus the fact he'd be ordering onion rings and your bill would be crazy when you get done paying (laughs) for it. By the way, I saw Jason Whitlock, social media, saying, who do you think won the debate? I'd never seen this, and it's so simple. I'd never heard this before. And he said, or Chris Crispy. Have you ever heard him called that? No, and he's it's a, so easy. He's a portly fellow himself. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. Jason Whitlock and I are in in the same <laughs> class of people as moved Americans who can make fat jokes. You get a pass. It's our people. Okay, kind of like yeah. If you're Jewish or if you're yeah, whatever, right. yeah, you this, can do that. Right. This is fatty on fatty violence, and it is fully <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got to do this. I guess we can make it quick. We do this about every day. Uh, Go around the table. Might not be the biggest story, but it caught your attention. What's your story today, David? It's just crazy. This Wagner warlord, Yevgeny Prigozhin. Yeah. Who led the failed coup or the called-off coup uh, approaching on Moscow. He's the, the, the Wagner group, mercenary group leader. Uh, mm-hmm. Like two months ago, he does that. And then he's kind of in hiding, kind of on the run. Did Putin forgive him or whatever? And then yesterday we get the news his plane got blown out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Putin, the accident. Putin what? did a press conference today and he says, yes, we would like to, uh, uh, we will hold everybody accountable for what <laughs> happened. We will not rest until we find out what happened. And I think this is the craziest thing to me because I think it was shot out of the sky. 
um, you know, you see the video that, oh, that's been making the rounds. Yeah. And, um, the fascinating thing to me is that you could have put a bomb on the plane or poisoned the guy or whatever. Right. No, whoever took him out wanted him to know he was being taken out. We'll blow the wing off the plane, and then for the next 20 or 30 seconds as you're plummeting to earth, you're going to know that you crossed Vladimir Putin and he's taking you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your story, Scott? Uh, California lawmakers are proposing extending unemployment benefits to workers who are on strike. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Uh, one of their uh, one of their lawmakers introduced a bill called SB 799 to provide unemployment benefits to striking workers. Under existing California law, people are ineligible for unemployment benefits if they voluntarily left a job because of a trade dispute and remain ineligible for duration of the strike. Now, coming from a union household, I remember my dad being on strike with UAW, and we got whatever pittance the union could put together and give to you. It wasn't unemployment benefits. It didn't exist. This is a writer's strike nonsense. <laughs> Just more garbage. Uh, for my story, it's the study that came out that found dogs are, well, they say more women's best friend because of the pitch and voice, which explains why a lot of us talk to dogs the way we do. Oh, little fellow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That sort of thing. Hey, buddy. (laughs) You see pictures of your cats and you start talking about that. It's wild. Okay. Um, Oh, there's another hilarious clip from the (laughs) Tucker Trump interview you got to hear. Straight ahead. David Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm seeing numbers now for the Tucker Trump interview. Over 200 million views. Holy smokes. That's incredible. Wow. Wow. I know that doesn't mean that many people watch the entire thing. Mm -hmm. But I wonder how many people sat through the entire debate last night. Oh. I mean, when it's all said and done, as far as numbers go, that's not even going to be close. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think generally the conventional wisdom is that when you see streaming views... It's mm-hmm. something, especially on Twitter, because autoplay views count as views. So if you're mm-hmm. just scrolling through your timeline and it, it starts to play on your timeline on your phone, that'll get counted. Um, but, you know, the, the conventional wisdom for some sort of uh, metric is like anywhere from 5 to 10% of the view count is actually probably the real audience that watched a significant portion of it or longer than just a passing uh just just passing it by on the timeline. Wow, man. but even then, this if you're talking massive. 200 million, I mean that's yeah. that's a huge number of people, even at the smaller rate, uh, relatively yes. speaking. Oh, real quick, I mentioned a hilarious little part of the interview last night. He's like a savage uh, uh, maniac. He's like a lunatic. Do you know who he's talking about? Just guesses. Going to play a little game. Any idea? <laughs> savage maniac. He's like a lunatic. <laughs> Jack Smith. Ooh, that's a good guess. And the tell? A guy like Chris Christie, the guy left with a... That's what we get Like a wow. savage maniac, like a lunatic. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Talking a bit about the debate last night and then the interview, Tucker Carlson, with the Trumpster. And we're trying to figure out, okay, what had more highlights? Mm-hmm. And to me, it was the Trump-Tucker interview, just playing clips from both mm-hmm. you know, throughout the show. And I know, David, you didn't listen to any of it, and I'm glad you didn't, just to react mm-hmm. as we're listening to some of it back. He mentioned that Biden is compromised. Um. I think with all the investigations yeah. that have been happening, a lot of people have woken up to that fact. Um, but of course, he uses you know Trump-type terms that will get some headlines. I believe he's compromised because China knows so much about him. They know where the money comes from. They know where it is, who paid it, and they probably paid it. Well, they do pay Penn, and he gets a you know a million dollars. I think it takes nine hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars because you know keeps it a little bit under a million, like by a dollar. But he, in many ways, is a Manchurian candidate. We have a Manchurian candidate, and he's afraid to tell Russia to get out of Cuba. He's afraid to tell China to get out of Cuba. He's afraid. China now is building, think of this, China's building military installations in Cuba. The Cuban population of Miami is not too happy because they're never going to be able to go back. And you don't even hear about it. No, you don't hear about that very much. No, that's, that's true. Um, so he's mentioning that and it gets brought up. He was trying to tell people things during the last presidential election. Mm-hmm. And when he was debating Biden saying, Hey, you got all this money coming in. How about that, Joe? And he brought up Chris Wallace getting in the way of him asking that question during the debate. And so if you haven't heard this part yet, this, this is one of the highlights of the interview, bringing up Chris Wallace for both of these guys. When I debated him, I said, how come, and this was in front of, probably not a friend of yours, Chris Wallace, he was the moderator. Not a friend. I said, why did, why is it, he wants to be Mike, but he doesn't have the talent. It's one it's of those. Bitchy little, little man. He wanted to be his father. Oh, but he and that was the thing as you're watching it, Tucker Yikes. lays that out, and it's almost like Trump didn't hear it, or he wasn't going to call wow, attention to it. man. She little man. Mm-hmm. Wow. He doesn't have the talent. It's one it's of those. Bitchy little, little man. He wanted to be his father, but he didn't have the talent of his father. His father was great. His father. A little fussy man. His father interviewed me in 60 Minutes. It was actually a 10. Can you believe I, it? No, I totally believe His father got, had talent, at no, least. I may have been the only guy that he gave a good 60 Minutes to. He was rough. Really? His father was tough. He was great, though. He was great at what he did. But uh, Chris Wallace was so upset. He was guarding this guy, who wouldn't do a show, by the way. You know, he wouldn't do I figured. I didn't mind Chris Wallace because uh, he wouldn't do, Biden wouldn't do a show. And it was very obvious. You know, he kept asking him and asking, but he wouldn't do the show. So I figured he's got to like me. But he came from a different planet. But remember when I asked the question. This is where it just cracks me up because we're going in a circle. I was just going to (laughs) say. Just the rambling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just yep. stream of consciousness. I know. It's like there talking it to a little kid on the phone. Yeah. You know? And you're following. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're I know what he means. Figure out what the hell is the going thing on I, here. Okay. The thing I just keep remembering is that when Joe Biden did finally do Fox News Sunday and interviewed with Chris Wallace, remember how it ended? 
Joe Biden called him Chuck. Oh, yes. Oh, he goes, thanks, <laughs> Chuck. Right. right. And he goes, yeah. ha, ha. Hey, well, it's Chris, <laughs> Mr. Vice President. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Okay, he goes on. But remember when I asked the question, why is it that the mayor of Moscow's wife is allowed to give you three and a half million dollars? Don't forget, that was brought up now. It's brought up all the time. But that was brought up by me long before anyone ever heard of it. I said, the mayor of Moscow's wife giving you three and a half million dollars. Hold what on. did you do to deserve three and a half million dollars? Hold on. You're cracking up, Robin. I am. <laughs> that was brought up by me a long time ago. <laughs> it was the New York Post writing about what they found on the laptop from hell. That's right. Yes. To Biden. And Chris Wallace said, this doesn't, uh, this has nothing to do with the debate. <laughs> I mean, he, he got in the way of the question. No, he, well, it was it was crazy. And I said, well, wait a minute. He got three and a half million from the mayor of Moscow's wife. Now, people forget that. But if you go back and take a look, you will see. And Chris Wallace didn't want me to ask that question. I said, I think it's a very appropriate question. It turned out to be much more appropriate than people thought. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, man. So there's much more to get to from that interview throughout the show. Smokes. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Now, from the debate last night, now, did you think this was a big moment? I want to bring this up, David, when Vivek Ramaswamy is talking to Nikki Haley. Yeah, to me, it was a total Rorschach test, though, because a lot of people are praising Nikki Haley for the way that he handled or she handled him. And a lot of people are, uh, if you're if you're less inclined to support things like, you know, the U.S.'s support of Ukraine or at least the unchecked support of Ukraine uh, in this war. Uh, it, 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 it's like this was good for you if you're on that side, and if you're against that, this was good for uh, uh, Nikki Haley. Because um, uh, Vivek is on the side of let's not send a bunch of money to Ukraine. Correct. Putin has said if Russia, once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent war. This guy is a murderer, and you are choosing a murderer over, over a pro-American country. Nikki, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the fact of the matter, and and you know, Boeing you came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. Stage, you've been pushing this lie all week, Nikki. You want Nikki. to go and defund Israel? This, you want to okay, let me address that. I'm glad you, you brought that up. Go and give you I'm going to address Russia? each of those right now. This is the false lies of a professional politician. There you have it. Okay, i got to ask the question as you're watching this. And I am, dude... It's it's a tough watch because we're all so sick of it. It's the same thing over and over when the crowd is cheering like that. Is that authentic? I don't. Uh, do, is that is there is an that applause light? Is that surrogates? what you're asking? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, different surrogates are there. And any oh, time yeah. they Well, sure. Oh, is got all that, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't think all that needed all that much applause, really. You get what I'm saying? Well, it's really very WWE when the two combatants start yelling at each other and yeah, the yeah. temperatures rise in the room. And What is the over-under on amount of people on the stage before it just gets to be? Is it Dude, three or four? To to me, I, I yeah, I, I think four is like max. But what I'd like you. to do is you take the top four and you have a couple, you have like a series of hour-long discussions on two topics. It's half an hour each. And yeah. it's one-on-one, and you can do a couple that way. Mm-hmm. 
But, of course, you know, from a political party standpoint, they don't want that. They want the spectacle of it. They want the fundraising because whatever yes. those candidates raise right now during the primary can get forked over to the RNC. And so they want as many people as possible on the stage at one time instead of actually, you know, letting ha- letting people actually have a discussion. Right. Oh, there's the rest of the clip with Vivek. Too. Under your watch, so you the will make America is, less safe. You have no foreign me, policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the foreign policy experience that you... Okay. Up to that point, I say, neither did Trump. And that was the best foreign policy we had that I can remember. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody buys that anymore. No. Oh, we need a steady, experienced hand. Well, the, the foreign <laughs> policy establishment, the professionals believed right. that the Taliban wouldn't take over Afghanistan. Exactly. So, yeah, the whole experience thing, I yeah. don't really care. I call BS there. You know, one thing I did notice about, about last night that has no one's talked about the moderators, which is good. Yeah, I think they did. I think they did a nice job. I liked it, honestly. Last night. Me too. I, and, and the reason I'm bringing that up well, is because nobody's talking about them. I yes. like that. When Brett Baer finally said to Pence, you're not helping, man. Right. <laughs> it's like... Because Pence is a skilled politician. He's going to keep rolling over, over, over. And, yeah, you got to corral that thing. And they scolded the audience once anyway. Yeah, but when they scolded the audience, I scolded him back. I'm like, I can boo whenever I want, dude. Okay? Because I didn't like what they said. Yeah, but, I mean, he was trying to move things along and get to all the questions, you know, and I get it. Yeah, so we can hear more from people that have absolutely no chance that's wasting all of our time. Right. But nobody talked about the moderators, which I find pleasing. You know what? I saw someone online that had this, just threw it out there. And I'm like, you know what? I think there's something to this. (laughs) Everybody should do at least an hour sit down with Joe Rogan. Because Joe Rogan's not going to take it from anybody. He's going to call you out on everything. Say, whoa, 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 no, no, no. You said this. Now, what, what is your real feeling on this? And they would have to answer the question. They just couldn't quit dodging with talking points. He wouldn't let them do it. Can you imagine going back five years and, and anointing Joe Rogan the kingmaker? Right. Isn't it funny? I mean, it's just that's just how it turns, well, man. Well, every Democrat running for president has to go sit down with Charlemagne the God now. Apparently, those are the rules. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Why not, why not have Joe Rogan? Because he does. He wouldn't approach it from the wonky standpoint. No, and it's sort of like, okay, just tell me what you believe. Yes. That'd be good. I'd love that. I would too. Me too. I think it's good. Okay. Um, oh, there's, a, there's so much more to get to from this. We'll pepper it through. Wanted to get to this story out of Texas. This woman almost died. Yeah. I, th- this is one of the craziest stories you'll hear. Yeah, a lady was driving on the access road of I-10 on the north side of San Antonio when something happened, forcing her to pull over. And this is her on-the-scene report after she pulls over and gets out of the car to see what the hell just happened. Yes. And you saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had this clip. I had it yesterday. Yeah. Where'd the clip go? I have it. Give me a second. All right. There it is. He found it. Yep. Roll it out. So, yeah, guys, I almost died. Somebody threw a spear through my car tonight. Excuse me? A spear? What? Died. Somebody threw a spear through my car tonight. And just thought I'd show you all how bad it is. (laughs) But, yeah, went into my steering wheel and everything. So, yay me. Yeah. Someone's out Obviously. there throwing spears at passing cars. Who does that? Well, we need common sense spear laws Obviously. in this country. Yeah. I, I did see a writer at the uh, local paper 
I, I, I laughed out loud, actually. You know anyone can get a spear? Oh, God, they did not. The day. No. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, <laughs> anyone can get a spear. Anyone can okay. get a spear. We need common, We need background checks on spears. spears. I was going to say, and I mentioned this before, you get caught, you threw the spear, that's a public caning. Oh, yeah. If you write the piece that say, do you know how easy it is to get a spear? <laughs> you get cane too. Where do you buy spears at? This one apparently may have been for cosplay or something. Yeah. I don't know if somebody dropped it off the overpass or something. Or what? Nice. Now, do you, any of your dress-up buddies do that, Scott? Oh, we'll get to that later. Hey. <laughs> and another clip from the big interview last night coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, Dave Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, man. You have people that are very smart, but they're fascists and they're radical left lunatics, and they're destroying our country with the all-electric cars and the windmills all over the place, which, by the way, don't work, and they're all, most of them, made in China. For the most part, they're made in China. Germany, a little bit, but China. Yeah, I mean, it's just part of what was talked about last night with Trump and Tucker Carlson. Oh, There's <laughs> more on that. If you haven't heard it yet, when they talk about did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? That was pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, coming up in a bit. And more from the debate last night as well, what different people are saying. Um, <laughs> it's interesting to me. And I'm just curious from something you mentioned earlier in the show, David, when you said, well, like as an example, Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy had a little dust up. Mm. And there were people who said Nikki Haley handled him so well. Was that from actual like friends of yours that aren't in the game of either broadcast or politics? No, uh, friends of mine didn't watch last night. Yeah, friends of mine watched very little <laughs> or didn't watch. I had a friend of mine that was very impressed with Nikki Haley. Really? Yeah. Okay, are they just like a political person? Yeah, oh, into yeah. It? She, she's very political, yes. Okay. She's, she was texting me back and forth last night with her opinion on things. Yeah, she's very, very political, yes. I thought Nikki Haley was terrible last night. See, I didn't think terrible. That's weird. I, I didn't think terrible at all. Yeah. Well, okay. I should rephrase that to say didn't do anything. Her numbers will, will not go up. I would bet on that. You want some of that action? Oh, boy. I do, but I don't. <laughs> because I'm the kiss of death. If I say something, it goes the other way with politics. Grow a pair. Do you want to bet or not? Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, I think, okay, I there think we they go, go up. You're at, easy to get you. They go it. up at least a point. You're saying at least a point. At least a point. Okay. All right, put that on the board. Gosh dang, I'm an idiot for this. So <laughs> go ahead. I don't know, man. It, I mean, she is getting a lot of positive press coverage, and that probably matters more than what actually happened during the debate. It could be. Well, that is true. Yeah, we'll see. Um, boy, this is a crazy story out of Oklahoma. Back to school, you know. <laughs> Dude, third grade teacher, she's hammered on the job. Yeah. You have the story, David. Yeah, it's first day of school. Lady named Kimberly Coates, uh, she was, well, arrested on the first day of elementary school because she was drunk in the classroom. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, school resource officer said hey you seem a little drunk you know people are saying you're a little bit off and well they sit her down in a conference room and they have her blow into a breathalyzer and yeah she's like almost three times over the legal limit crazy is that right 2.4 yeah whole oh. 0.24 yeah 0.24 yes. yeah 
Still, man. And point oh eight is drunk. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, the audio of the back and forth. This is something, huh? How much you had to drink? I drank last night. There's no way you drank last night. <laughs> well, I did drink last night. Did you drink at school? Is what he's asking. Tell us the truth. I, I didn't drink at school. You blew two times the legal limit. Do you drink often? Unfortunately, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just trying to understand no, no, why. No, I, I, I'm seeing a counselor. Okay, no more games, right? Yeah. What is in that? Uh, my juice. That there is wine. She's lied and lied, and uh, Mr. Ogle found a cup that had wine residue in it on her desk, so. Hmm. This juice. This is my juice. Golly. It's like a go juice. I don't, I don't even think in Paul Stanley from Kiss Alive. <laughs> that can always juice. <laughs> Maybe, but not just straight juice, lady. No. I mean, that that poor, I there is part of me that's like, obviously she's got a, a real issue with, with alcoholism or something. I mean, you're not, you're not denying it like that after you blow 0.24. You're just like, I drank last night. Yeah. Well, and it was wrong to say there's no way you drank last night. Oh, no, I'm guessing it's daily, sir. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think but it's probably. They got tired of playing games with her after a while. They're like, this is dumb. We know it. You know it. Admit to it right now. I'm done with you. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story today is what, David? Yeah, I think it's the fallout from the presidential or the uh, presidential primary debate that happened last night. And uh, more interestingly, what Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump talked about. All over the place, yeah. man. Um, there's different parts we haven't had a chance to get to yet. One is Jeffrey Epstein. What happened to him? One is Tucker flat out asking Trump, okay, they've tried, you know, the impeachment, indictments, nothing's working. Are you afraid they're going to try to kill you? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's a question. Do you think we're headed toward a civil war? Mm. It, it was, It was very interesting to say the least. So we'll get the clips of both of those things and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. Uh, did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself or was he killed? Well, he killed Trump him. and Tucker talked about that. We'll get to it in a second. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're telling me that someone is saying, hey, no one... Blame George W. Bush for Katrina. Yeah, so there's been a lot of talk about the Hawaii wildfire and the slow and clumsy federal disaster response. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around here. I don't 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 mix it up. It's not Joe Biden's fault that Maui burned. Right. Uh, the federal government has not been doing a great job. Uh, it's been chaotic, evidently, but also state and local government didn't do a great job while it was happening. Nope. And, or right at, right in front of it. So I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around here. But it's interesting how the media is bending over backwards to help Biden look better um, to the point where Dave Weigel used to be with the Washington Post, I think, and now he's at the new news outlet Semaphore, uh, okay. says, you know, no one actually blamed Bush for the Katrina debacle. Are you Gosh. kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he goes... Quote, retconning of the Bush-Katrina story has been amazing to watch. At the time, most voters blamed the governor and the mayor for the bad prep and response. Not Bush, but people remember Kanye's comment in Bush in the helicopter. But, dude, I remember when that happened, and uh, I was still a a young, dumb liberal at the time. I was 18. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was Bush totally screwed it up. Absolutely. 
Oh yeah, we all cheered when Kanye West. Yes, yeah. I mean, the charges of racism were everywhere. Oh, it was massive. Oh my gosh. Yes. He didn't help because they were black people. That's what Kanye. Well, no, but Kanye wasn't the only one. He was echoing the sentiment of a lot of people. Yes. Unbelievable. Very much so. But I mean, another day for the media. They just lie to people. And he said it on national television. Yes, he did. I mean, please. During the relief. Yes. Is that Mike Myers standing next to him? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, uh, boy, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. His reaction. I actually do think about his reaction a lot of times whenever somebody just says something totally off the wall and crazy because he really does. He just stopped in his tracks like, what am I supposed to do here? What? The- oh, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you come back from we're that? Like, we're raising money to help people who've been displaced from this hurricane. And I don't know what to say. Yes. Well, the biggest criticism, especially with Biden, you didn't show up. And then you show up, and you're saying things like, yeah, I had kitchen fire once. Almost lost my Corvette. Yeah. Little kitty cat. I'm sure all y'all that have lost family members, you can relate. What? If you can't recognize that's tone deaf, I don't know how to help you. That should be obvious if you're some sort of reporter in the media, but it's disingenuous. Okay. From the... (laughs) <laughs> Tucker Trump interview last night, which is well over 200 million impressions now, at least off of X, formerly Twitter. It's just crazy amount of numbers. Um, just this back and forth. And then Tucker sets it up this way. He's talking about reading Bill Barr's book. Okay. Because, and Tucker had said this before, before he was fired from Fox. Hey, this is a flat out lie in this book about this Jeffrey Epstein case. And he brings it up with Trump. I read Barr's account of his time. He wrote a book about it, right? Uh, his autobiography. And in it, he lies about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Clearly lies. Uh, do, you, do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? I don't know. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? He killed himself, probably? He said he killed himself and that they were going to do this investigation. They never did the investigation. It's never been public. And they hid it. And, like, why are they doing that? And clearly Barr knew. But why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election fraud either, okay? He said he did, and he pretended he did, but he didn't. uh... And then so from there... Trump kind of goes down a rabbit hole a little bit with he didn't do this and he should have and all of that. Um, But then (laughs) Tucker tries to really bring it back around. Do you think it's possible that Epstein was killed? Oh, sure. It's possible. I I mean, I don't really believe. I think he probably uh, committed suicide. He had a life with, you know, beautiful homes and beautiful everything. And he uh, all of a sudden he's incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say that. He did. It's whole time out. You're cracking up, Scott. <laughs> Not doing very well. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, when you're in prison for you're life. you're in prison for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's a fair statement. Yeah. You know, at doing very well, it is hilarious. But anyway, it's, listen to where this goes. There are those people. There are many people. I think you're one of them, right? But a lot of people think that he, uh, he was killed. He knew a lot on a lot of people. He was killed. I think, think so? I think the more the closer you look, I'm not a conspiracy person at all. I believe everything I hear. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, the, the closer you look into it, I mean, the Attorney General of the United States, your Attorney General, yeah. clearly lied about the Epstein 
death. Yeah, and he was. Why? He was uh, certainly. It wasn't well done. They had no cameras. They had no anything. Everybody was sleeping, and you know, there the, a case could be made. Look, I'm not going to get involved in it, but I can tell you, a case could be made either way. But uh, it certainly wasn't the. Most well-run place. So everyone was sleeping. There was no cameras. <laughs> everyone was sleeping. <laughs> Golly. Why is his delivery so freaking I funny? Don't, I don't I yeah. even understand it, but I can't help myself from dying well, laughing every time. Well, it's the words behind the delivery, yes. too. I mean, <laughs> there were no cameras. Everyone was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it, honestly, for me, it was refreshing for <laughs> Tucker to just say, oh, yeah, he was killed. <laughs> yeah. I totally believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anything. Everybody was sleeping. And, you know, they're. They... <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what uh, this means? What? The deep state has gotten to Trump. <laughs> oh, boy. He's not Someone will have up. that take. Some kook's going to have that take. <laughs> God. You know, it's true. That's probably his coded way of saying, though, listen, I know exactly what happened to Jeffrey Epstein, and those same people can get to me, too. So I'm going to go ahead and say he killed himself. All right? Well, by the way, on that, we don't have time right now because we got to get to part of the debate from last night. Tucker did bring up the question. Do you think they're going to try to kill you? Talking about the left, because other things aren't working to get you out. Mm -hmm. Impeachment, indictments. Do you think they'll try to kill you? We'll get to that. Okay. One of the questions that came up last night in the debate is, should we have a cognitive test for candidates? Mm-hmm. Talking about Biden, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so which clip you want to play, David? Uh, Mike Pence, he was asked about this, the idea of like age limits and cognitive tests for presidential candidates. And he had a nice little dad joke in there and then went on from there. Okay. All right. Roll it. Well, I, it might be a good idea to have everybody in Washington, D.C. pass a mental and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 30 seconds, no. The American people can make those judgments. But let me say, I, I'm running for president of the United States because we don't need a president who's too old. And we don't need a president who's too young. We need a president who's been there. We need a president who knows... Oh, yeah, they didn't like it. They knew he was taking mm-hmm. the shot at my bank. Yeah, like picking porridge. <laughs> we need a president who knows how Congress works, how the White House works, how states work. And on this education issue, Martha, I was fighting against No Child Left Behind when Republicans were doubling the Department of Education. Yeah. I'll also shut down the Federal Department of Education. And when I was governor, we doubled the size of the largest school choice okay. program in America. And we'll give school choice to every family in America. So- Okay. We're in the truth circle, right? Yeah. The trust tree, as they say. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, and I almost feel bad about it because as a person of faith, I think Mike Pence is genuine about his faith. Yeah, me too. Which makes him like a brother in yeah. a way. Uh-huh. Brother in Christ, right? Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, this is tired, dude. I don't even know why you're up there. No. You don't have a chance to win. No. And a lot of the delivery is tired. He's great at it as far as the political game and a debate. You know, and but there were a couple of times where he would interrupt, especially with Vivek, and it did not land. It was bad, in my opinion. I'm just yeah. calling it like I truly see it. Um, it's so old school, and to 
for me personally, and I know a lot of other people, they don't want another politician. They just don't. It's the same stuff. What do you think of that? No, I agree. I, I agree with. Well, he's boring. No, I think the. I think this is you know, this is not a moment for you know, circa two thousand five Republican. Well said. No. Yeah. You know, was it Hutchinson, the other one, talking oh, about a proven conservative record? Get that yeah. guy off the stage. Nobody's oh going to vote for that guy. Why was he up there instead of Larry Elder? I think a lot of times these guys, it catapults them into an... They, pre, they can put presidential candidate in front of their name and get more yes. speaking gigs. And But you don't have to put know. him up on the stage. No, but he when qualified the under party. the rules. But it's all that stuff. It feels like that old school nonsense people it, well, are sick is. and tired of. Move past. Yeah. Oh, it should bring this up. Uh, different stories out there. Um, it's well known, at least on this show, that you love cats and you love your cats, Scott. I do. And you're also a fan of Taylor Swift, at least in a way. Well, I don't know if I'm a fan, but I, I appreciate her. Yeah. You like her music? I like some of her music. Okay. Uh, Golly, you listen to her music. Well, I don't I don't reach for her music very often. It's on. I, I got like two songs on a mix CD. Okay. All right. Of like 600 other songs. But yeah, I think she writes her own songs, performs. Yes. Okay. Did you hear about the Taylor Swift fans that some people are saying are hurting cats? No, that's a problem. Not hurting. Hurt. Hurting. Yes. Uh, TikTok challenge among Taylor Swift fans where they hold their cat like under the front legs with their camera pointed at the cat and then they spin around in a circle oh, to the song August from Taylor Swift. Well, don't do that, idiots. Like just turn around in the circle right. and so the cats they always look they're you know their oh, eyes are course. wide and they look You're surprised scaring the hell out of your cat yes <laughs> what's wrong with you hilarious uh well some people are like they're just funny so they're there's funny. all these videos and some people do it with dogs or hamsters or something else but the cats is what's driving some people crazy mm. so the cats protection animal charity has issued a statement saying at no point should an animal deliberately be put in a position to feel fear, anxiety, frustration, or experience pain for the benefit of human entertainment? I agree. I agree. Knock it off with the cats. I think the cats are fine, probably. That's what I figure. That's the worst thing's going to happen to you? I mean... Someone picks you up and swings you around? Well, don't swing a cat around. You don't swing a cat around. I mean, I've heard the I'm old not swing. saying by the tail they got... I mean, they're. it's not like they're going to fall. You know... No, they might fall. You might release them, and they go flying across the room. Well, they'll land on their feet <laughs> after they hit the wall. Well, don't. How fast do you think they're spinning? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the videos. <laughs> I'm guessing they're going as fast as they can. You know, just you know, when you're. Just no, I know what you're doing. In a circle, yeah, yeah, right. And the cats like look like Superman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious, actually. Yeah, it's not hilarious. Don't do it. Cats never did anything to you. Leave it alone. Okay, if you haven't seen one of these videos, maybe we should show you one while we're on the air and see if you can make it through without laughing. I don't want to do it. Okay? Okay. Poor cats. It says cats in particular will experience extreme stress yeah. by being swung or spun around. Could cause them physical harm. Well, it could. Even more disappointingly, these are being described as cute or funny in the comments section by people who appear to count themselves as cat lovers. Yeah. That's, that's perplexing to me. I mean, it's, it's kind of... Do you ever spook somebody like, oh, I mean, have I people, done it? Do, people do it all the time. I've never you, grabbed a child and spun it around the room. That's not what I'm asking. Well, no. Why but, are you creating fear? Oh, triggered. 
It's like, okay, really? Is it that big a deal? Well, you can scare people and you can scare animals, but you don't grab them and spin them around in the room. I mean, people pick up little kids and spin them around because it's fun. Well, no kid I was ever around was spun around the room. My, that's like one of my daughter's favorite games. <laughs> All the I mean, you just holding her yeah. hands as your like, feet. Oh, she actually prefers if I just hold her hands and let her spin that way. Yeah. Like, uh, so she's off the ground and all that. I mean, yeah. Okay. I just saw a couple of the videos, and eh, it's funny. It's it's fine. In fact, one of them's a raccoon that they get out of a cage, and they pick it up, and it's going Superman. Yeah. They're not spinning that fast. I mean, don't do it near a ceiling fan, I guess, but. I I didn't know you get set off that much there, Scott. You're very. Be nice to to those things that can't defend themselves. Be nice to them, all right? I mean, if you want to swing bad people around like that and throw them against the wall, I don't care. Nobody's throwing when did this happen to you? Was, was this the heart attacks eight years ago no. today? Or did this happen to you when you went to Lilith Fair? What happened to you? DCFS is <laughs> going to knock on David's door today now. Hey, I heard you spinning your kid around. Right. News update. More from the debate last night. Oh, a clip we haven't had yet. Next. What's the Van Camp Robin show? Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This election is not about January 6th of 2021. It's about January 20th of 2025. Good line or not? Yeah, I think, I I mean, I think so. It it, it seems a little stock, but I think that is true. and, And you have to be moving forward here. I agree. Yes. By the way, uh, what did you think of the GOP debate last night? How long did it go on about abortion? 20 minutes? Yeah, too 15, long. 20? Yeah. Did you think that was appropriate? Or, like, it, it's got to be quicker. Let's go. Yeah. And part of that, I suppose, is having eight people up there. Well, I mean, this thing has been talked to death, too. Oh I mean, everybody, gosh. I mean, you know, it's so it's like one of those things. I, and, you know, actually, I thought Nikki Haley's answer was pretty good in that, hey, there's no, we can't, you can talk all day about federalizing this, but you, you, you don't have the support. It just doesn't exist. That sounds like an old stock GOP answer. Well, I, it, but it's true. But yeah, well, yeah. I don't. I well, don't want to come back to me. The, so the I don't argu- want to be too, no, too strong well, on that. No, so the argument is the, that wasn't back, the question. Throw it back to the states and that, let them decide. But that wasn't the question. She wouldn't answer the question because she didn't want to get nailed uh, down to well. that. Yes. You know when Vivek said, "You know the people up here bought and paid for," she's the one of the ones I first think of. I think that's true. You don't? I don't I don't know enough. You think about she's an independent thinker? Whether, I don't think anybody's an independent thinker. Trump? No, I don't think he's an independent thinker either. I think he's got people in his ear all the time. Oh man. Oh, I totally disagree. Okay. I mean, if there's been one thing as far as an argument against Trump is that he doesn't bring enough people in and take well, their and advice. Well, and the people he does bring in are insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on who you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. So are you wearing the Nikki Haley T-shirt tomorrow? No, I'm not. I, I didn't say I was supporting her. I'm just saying I thought it was a good answer. Okay. All right. That's why it makes this show fun. Well, man, oh man, getting riled up about the cats and Nikki Haley. Shut up. This is the Market Man Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, be more from the Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump interview and the GOP debate. David, you got a piece of audio we got to get to. I do. Okay, so Trump is going to be surrendering in Fulton County on the indictment uh, and the uh, criminal charges against him there in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, And there are protests that are happening and demonstrations in support of Donald Trump, uh, including, uh, I don't know how many, I would guess, maybe a couple dozen people. They're, They're wearing shirts that say, uh, blacks for Trump, they're African-American men and women who are out there supporting him. And uh, somebody talked to one of them who actually didn't have blacks for Trump written on the shirt, and it'll actually make sense in the clip what this guy had to say. And I think that uh, uh, I think he actually nails the entire situation with the D.A., Fonnie Willis and everybody else that's okay. happening right there. Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's going around the country. You know, Fannie, Fannie Willis. She's a, uh, she went to school with my sister. She's full of shit. She was full of shit. So she's a puppet for the white liberal that is controlling everything. She's in front, but the white liberal back there pulling those strings, telling her what to do. That's what I think about her, making a fool of herself. Can I get your name? Really? Oh, my name is Nick for Trump 2024. I'm I live up to it, too. Boy. I can scrap, too, but I can get down, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's good. That is very good. Uh, I mentioned earlier the part of that interview with Tucker and Trump where Tucker's asking them, They're, Democrats are trying all this stuff. Are they going to try to kill you? I've heard different people say that. Well, I know that man. But then to just ask it. I can't and, believe he asked him, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. There, it started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left, and then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment, I mean, the next stage is, is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most yeah. of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. Right. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. Some great ones, but there's some savage animals in there, too. Savage animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Man. I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to when they make up the Russia, Russia, Russia. When that's exposed and they go down and Barr should have gone after them and other people should have gone after. And they did very late because the Durham report came out. It was fairly good. It could have been a lot tougher, I guess, but it was fairly good. But it explained how corrupt it was. OK. And so then he's kind of going down a rabbit hole because he does do the stream of consciousness all thing. the time. OK. Um, what is that interview, like 42 minutes, something like that? So you're taking little clips out. So as he goes on for a little while, then Tucker tries to bring it back around to, are they going to have to kill you? Right. <laughs> Again, roll it. So what's next after, you know, try to put you in prison for the rest of your life? That's not working. So, like, don't they have to kill you now? I, th- I think the people of our country uh, don't get enough credit for how smart they are. And I, I'm not sure I would have said this 10 years ago. He never really answers that part of the question, no. but it's still interesting where he goes with this. But they get it, you know, they yeah. really get it. When somebody gets indicted, your poll numbers go down. When somebody gets indicted, you announce, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be leaving to spend time with my family and to fight for the rest of my <laughs> life for this stuff. Something Robbins brings up every time. Yeah. I was thinking of you when he said that. Well, they all do it. 
Nobody really wants to spend more time with their family. That's a bogus lie. You got fired. Yeah. So? Mm -hmm. But you're out of politics. I got indicted four times. All trivia, nonsense, bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's horrible when you look and, and you look at what they're doing. Uh, the boxes hoax. I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do exactly that. He's not covered, and he's got 25 times the number of boxes. And he's got them stored in Chinatown. He's got them stored in a flimsy garage underneath his Corvette uh, at Penn. And by the way, at Penn, he gets millions of dollars. China pays this guy millions of dollars. See, I think he's the most corrupt president we've ever had. And he also has the distinction of being the most incompetent. <laughs> And I believe both. I mean, he's both incompetent and corrupt. So yeah. Man. Something. What do you think of that? Did, I, maybe I didn't hear this right, but right after Tucker asks again something like, why, why wouldn't they kill you? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Trump had a quick, heavy sigh Almost like he hadn't considered it, and now he's wondering whether or not that's a possibility. I've heard other people say it, for sure. Let go try to go back to that part. It's got so many of these different clips here. Um, okay. Are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Uh, they're savage animals. <laughs> uh, they're, hmm. Yeah, that's... Well, that the could thought be has to have crossed his mind a time or two. It would have to I mean, at some you know, point, right? The funny thing is, they always talk about the the right inciting violence by their rhetoric. I mean, the, your rhetoric, you've incited, I don't know how much, or attempted to, against mm -hmm. Donald Trump for I don't know how long. You can like him and hate him or whatever. Well, yeah. I but mean, the idea is you want him out. You had, you any had, means necessary. On the day of his inauguration, you had uh, yes. violence in the streets, people burning cars and, and yes. assaulting police officers. And I mean, well, not only rioting. that, think, think about just you yourself, how many conversations you've had with people over oh. the last six, seven years of people saying, I'm afraid somebody's going to try to kill him. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not like this foreign thing. People have been talking about it for a long time. And, yeah. they, and he bores a hole in their heads. I mean, they just can't get him out. He, they obsess over him. They wake up thinking about him. They go to sleep thinking about him. They think about him nonstop and how much they hate him. Yes, I mean, they, and it, it, they've it, never been able to quite get him. I mean, I know the Trump yeah. derangement syndrome is a thing we talk about, but it's yeah. real, man. Yeah. It exists. I mean, I hear from some of those people. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, they absolutely flip their lids. They're nuts. Sure. Yes. And he just lives inside their brain and talks to them every day. <laughs> I mean, God, it's, it's wild. Okay. I mean, I knew people now, who didn't like Obama and were absolutely just hated him. I get it. But I also this know is other level. they could have a good time not thinking about Obama for a while. They yeah. can't do this with Trump. They can't put him down. They can't. All right. Now back to the debate. All right. You had another clip, David. What do you want to play? Yeah, it's uh, Nikki Haley uh, talking about how spending is out of control and whatnot. And she went after Republicans pretty hard. And I, I don't entirely disagree with the point. Okay. 
All right, roll it out. No one is telling the American people the truth. The truth is that Biden didn't do this to us. Our Republicans did this to us, too. When they passed that $2.2 trillion COVID stimulus bill, they left us with 90 million people on Medicaid, 42 million people on food stamps. No one has told you how to fix it. I'll tell you how to fix it. They need to stop the spending. They need to stop the borrowing. They need to eliminate the earmarks that the Republicans brought back in. And they need to make sure they understand these are taxpayer dollars. It's not their dollars. And while they're all saying this, you have Ron DeSantis, you've got Tim Scott, you've got Mike Pence. They all voted to raise the debt. And Donald Trump added $8 trillion to our debt. And our kids are never going to forgive us for this. So I, I think when you look at there, it's, it's almost like you got to diagram it and break it down into a few different sections. I mean, one, the whole stimulus, $2.2 trillion uh, thing in 2020, the spring of 2020, mm-hmm. that's like woefully lacking the context of the moment. It is like it wasn't just uh, supposed to be just a random run of the mill stimulus. It was because state governments had told people that they didn't have a right to work anymore. Yes. Um, so that's a little different. Now, later spending packages, including under the Trump administration, I can see fair game for, for criticism, mm-hmm. uh, raising the debt limit. Uh, again, what's a guy in Congress when his entire party is going to vote to increase the debt limit and you don't want to run into a default? The issue isn't the debt ceiling. The issue is the debt itself and the spending itself. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's the issue. Uh, but I do agree that Republicans, for all the talk of fiscal conservatism and whatnot, uh, they don't hold the line very well No, on spending. To me... And I, I know you're at least somewhat of a fan of Nikki Haley, Scott. It is to me, it's just tired talking points. I mean, <laughs> rain in this spending, and you know our grandkids. Listen, man, I understand there is a point to it, but at the moment we're in right now, you've got educators trying to <laughs> convince kids that they might not be the gender they were born with. You got people flooding over the border. We're going to be paying for that for who knows how long. I mean, you look at the mess it is everywhere right now. You get the climate change nuts trying to kill the economy and benefit the ultra wealthy that are invested in it. You got all these issues. That's the big deal right now. I'm just like, this is tired. Why am I wasting my time watching this? It goes back to the economy, I think, though. And the economy is number one on people's minds. Okay. Fix the economy. Mm-hmm. We need to rein in the spending. I, I I get it. It's just like so tired. To I know. Me. I get it. I get your stock answer thing. I understand it. Yes. But it's stock because it works a lot of times. It doesn't work anymore. It hasn't worked since 2015. No, we'll see. That's why Jeb exclamation mark was a disaster. It's just more of the same, at least to me. Okay. There's much more to get to. Oh, on a on a side note just happened to be this week there are a few different music lists that come out we mentioned one yesterday about soundtracks so this the five best country songs of all time oh gosh so what they did was take all these different sources that have come up with the best country song of all time and did a consensus Mm. so you put all of the different lists that would be out there together greatest country song of all time what comes to mind and see if it's in the top five Uh, friends in low places that's three Jeez. I was going to say your cheating heart. Nope. 
Nowhere in the top five. Jolene from Dolly, Dolly yeah. Parton at number five. Classic. Live Like You Were Dying, Tim McGraw, number four. Hmm. Mention number three. Number two, I think it's a song we all like. Take Me Home Country Roads. Oh, yeah. Great John song. Denver. I like that, and I still don't. It's a weird thing, a mental block for me. I still don't think of it as country music. I don't but, either. I don't. It's, as I heard it on Top 40, I grew up hearing yeah. it on Top 40. Okay. And I walked the line. Johnny Cash. Yeah. I knew he had one in there somewhere. Just At number one. I wouldn't. And you guys blocked me last week when we had walk songs. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's that big a test of timer. Wow. Number one country song of all freaking time. <laughs> I, That's I just, what I'm most concerned with today. I don't, I don't buy it as the number one country song of all time. Of course you don't. I'm just saying. Yes, I know. I understand. That's why we do the list, because it makes for good debate. Yeah. All right. Uh, You're mine. Let me find some more Nikki Haley highlights uh, coming up for Scott. Uh, No, there's more from the debate and more from the Trump interview. Great ahead. Because it's mealy mouth Republican bullcrap. Are we on? (laughs) Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Wow. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, news update, David Van Camp. Well, it's interesting. There was a lot of talk last night at the Republican presidential primary debate uh, about abortion. And I, I think a lot of people uh, feel like that that went on a little bit too long. Ugh. Uh, but the fascinating thing is that uh, the, a statement was made that, that Democrats support abortion up to the moment of birth. Which is yeah. true. They do. Which they do. They, 48 senators do. Joe Biden himself, devout yeah, Catholic yes. Joe Biden himself, advocated for a law uh, that did not pass ultimately, but a law that would have uh, codified n- that there were no restrictions permissible right. with abortion. They advocated for it. They pushed for it. Yes. Yes. What do you think no restrictions means? I, I mean, that That's the crazy part. Glenn Kessler at the Washington Post. You know, this is a common Republican talking point that Democrats support nationwide abortion on demand up until the moment of birth. The implication is that late-term abortions are common and that they are routinely accepted by Democrats. The reality, according to federal and state data is that abortions past the point of viability are extremely rare. When they do happen, they often involve painful, mm-hmm. emotional, and even moral decisions. What does that have to do with anything? It right. Doesn't. Do Democrats, or do they not, support no limits? Meaning it's a free-for-all. You can have an abortion on demand at any point up until the moment of birth. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. They support that. Yes, when, they do. When the House bill on abortion that was supposedly codifying Roe was out there, one Democrat voted against it, and it was Henry, Henry Cuellar in South Texas. That's the only Democrat who said no. You know, it's interesting, too. And I forget, I don't know if it was Pence, who was that 70% of the American public are against abortion, was it past 15 weeks? Certainly late term. Yeah. Right? We've known this for a long time. I think we've talked about that point many, many times. That's why I thought it was so mealy-mouthed from Nikki Haley, who's getting praise from the left today, saying, well, she it's common sense. She had some common sense about abortion, saying, well, it, we'd never have enough Senate votes to get it through. So, no, I don't support it. Well, that's not the question. The mm-hmm. question is, would you support a federal ban yeah, she if said, that's late term? She said no, because it was point was moot. And to kick it back to the but states that's not and let the, the question. states decide. That's not the question. The question is, would you support it? 
what if you had enough votes in the Senate? Do we have to go ahead and go all the way with that part of the question, Nikki, to make you more comfortable? Yeah, you were bothered by that more than I was. Dude, I didn't even think twice about it until you said, I really thought she had a good answer about abortion. I thought it was a good answer because you're not going to codify it. It's not going to happen. Okay. So what are we spending our time talking about that for? Wait, it won't happen. Let's Just go back. answer the question. Let's go back and push, push it to the states and let the states decide if that's what happens. I'm afraid happens. it's too divisive to even say it. That's, not, that's, that's not what it I comes down it. to. I want to tell you one thing, Scott. I love you and I'm glad you're here. Because eight years ago today, we didn't know that you'd ever make it back. For those that don't know, Scott Robbins had back-to-back heart attacks in 2015. Yeah. I guess we keep talking about Nikki Haley. You might have one again today, so maybe we better stop. <laughs> nah. Anyway, yeah. The walking miracle, you're called. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be anywhere. I mean, I, I know people say that, but that's true. Well, and for those that don't know, I mean, you didn't make it out of the hospital for six months. Right. And then you couldn't talk, and you... Right. I mean, it was a lot of different things you had to go through. I read some some people that send me things that wish I couldn't talk now. <laughs> well, that's always going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but... Too bad. Part of it. That's what's going to keep me going every day. All right, I'm enough fueled of that. by you. This yeah. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, enough of that. All feel good. Back to fighting about politics. <laughs> by the way, big story today, I guess, is what the fallout from the debate and the yeah. Tucker Carlson Donald Trump interview. Yeah, where everybody is, where they stand today. Um, I don't know how much the the meter got moved at all. I mean, uh, ultimately, with something like this, it's the day after coverage that candidates really want. That's what they care about most, other than just who watched the debate live, because most Americans didn't. It's about the impression that you get after the debate. Yeah, we got a few side bets going on. Mm -hmm. What we'll see in the next week as far as the polling. That'll be interesting. Um, Oh, there's... uh Another clip from the uh, Tucker-Trump debate we haven't had a chance to get to. Oh, that you'll want to hear. And the Scott Robbins Trifecta coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I understand that, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of back and forth in any campaign. And, of course, you know, with the Republican debates last night, you're, you, you saw people uh, jousting and trying to get uh, uh, some sort of viral media moment and, and all of that. And it gets nasty at times, but sometimes, man, th- this stuff is incomprehensible to me. So Donald Trump is is putting stuff out on Truth Social uh, about Ron DeSantis because obviously Ron DeSantis is the closest competitor. It's really not even close, but he is the closest. He's the, the second place right now. Yeah. Um, and in going after... Ron DeSantis, he shared a blog post from Mehdi Hassan, a wacko left, Hassan. left-wing host on MSNBC that says DeSantis's COVID record is even worse than you think. <laughs> that doesn't land, man. No. Like, really? Well, do you back that up with something? What are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know, but that does not seem to hurt Trump when he does stuff like that. No. I, this well, is what does hurt Trump when he does stuff? You I know? mean, really nothing. But Nothing. This, this is one of the reasons why I really want to see him and DeSantis in a one-on-one debate, because I think that there are some things open for discussion between both of those men's record during COVID. Yes. But that's what I think we all want to see, is the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. 
you don't want the clown car with five other people trying to, no. you know, scream on the mic to get their moment. You want it one-on-one. -on -one. At the very most, three. But really, you just want it one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. That's what you want to see, but I think we're a long way away from that. Well, unless the polls tighten up significantly. And they might. Mm. If he goes to jail. We'll see what happens, man. There's yeah. a lot of things you just can't predict and where everything's going to shake out. I think most people felt like DeSantis maybe not hit a home run last night, but a single, maybe yeah. a double, did all right. Um, we got a bet on Ramaswamy. I think he did better last night than you did, David. I think you think so too, Scott. Yeah. Scott and I have a separate bet on Nikki Haley. Um, but honestly, I'm thinking Trump won the night. From all the impressions that the Tucker Carlson Donald Trump interview got, um, well, he did win the night. He did he definitely it, did. Yeah, th that to me, I guess, no, is the did. Trump won. one of the big takeaways. Yeah. And another piece of this interview you haven't heard yet. Talking to David, maybe you heard it, Scott. Um, was talking about the last election, and it was rigged. And he said the Democrats' policies are so bad they have to cheat. And then he goes into that a little bit, which part of this to me is just comical. Because their policies are so bad that if they didn't cheat, they couldn't get elected. Who wants open borders? Who wants high taxes? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants to not be able to use a gas stove <laughs> or have to drive an electric car, which, you know, you have a four-hour drive, but the car only goes an hour and a half, so you have to charge it? The happiest moment for somebody in an electric car is the first 10 minutes. <laughs> in other words, you get it charged. And now for 10 minutes, the unhappiest part is the next hour because you're petrified that you're not going to be fine to another charger. <laughs> Can't help it, man. It well, just kills me. I mean, he's right. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. And then uh, this, this response is not as funny, but it's certainly interesting. Um, I think uh, Tucker asked him, what would you do, like first day in office, that sort of thing? You're elected president yeah. again. What's your top, your number one priority? When you ran last time, you said, I will build a wall. This time, your bottom line, top promise to the so country. So you can do numerous things at the same time. Of course. But let's say number one is a border and taking hundreds of thousands of criminals that have been allowed into our country and getting them out and bringing them back to their country, Guatemala. By the way, not only the four countries that we think of as neighbors, all over the world. Last month, we had 149 countries represented. Think of it. We had 149 countries represented, Tucker. Okay, and then you get stream of consciousness yeah. sort of stuff, and here we go down the road, but it's interesting. From places that many people never even heard of coming into our country. And they're coming in from mental institutions, and they're coming in from prisons. They're emptying out their prisons all over South America. They're emptying out their mental institutions. Terrorists are pouring okay. into... Okay, let's just stop there for a second. In my head, this is what happens. You're going to have, like, liberal media outlets say, what? He, that's not happening. No one's it's, doing this. Oh, it's definitely true. I know. In Venezuela, they did actually clear out the prisons and said, head north. But you won't get people to believe it. Right. Is it? And, he'll, and they'll get cover from media. It'll be crazy. I mean, he'll be proven right in the end. Are pouring into our country. We have no idea. I had the strongest border in the history of our country. And I built 
almost 500 miles of wall. You know, they like to say, oh, was it less? <laughs> I built 500 miles. In fact, if you check with the authorities on the border, we built almost 500 miles of wall. And I had another 200 that I was going to build. You know, it's like water. It seeks. And we're going to build another 200. We built it. It was all set to go. All they had to do was install it. It would have taken three weeks. And that's when I found out. I said, I think these people actually want open borders. Um, the first thing I would do would be uh, I would seal up the border good and tight, except for people that want to come in legally. There you go. Well, we were talking about it earlier this week. I mean, in Arizona, it's welded open. Yeah. They open up yeah, because and then some... welded it open. Because of an antelope, right? Or yes. some sort of antelope migration that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The floodgates got open the floodgates. Well, you know what happens? People just pouring through. Yeah, there's uh, just picture after picture. The administration represents all antelopes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Antelope equity. There that's you go. You of course. That's gonna be, of course that's, that's the, what it is. That's the name of my REM cover band, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Antelope equity. Yeah. <laughs> Losing my antelope. Okay. <laughs> you ready for the big three, Scott? Yeah. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, look at you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time. Scott Robbins, top three of the day, always helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Casey. Hey, buddy. You staying cool, man? Yes. All right. Good. I'm ready. Not all over. Three. Number three, mask mandates are coming back. This is insanity. Morris Brown College, Atlanta, Georgia. Hello. For the next two weeks, the private black liberal arts school is requiring all students and employees to wear face masks, maintain physical distancing, adhere to the Centers for Disease Control's guidelines for isolation and quarantine, undergo temperature checks upon arrival to campus, and comply with the college-initiated contact tracing efforts. This was a post put out by Dr. Kevin James, the president of the college. The announcement also noted there will be no parties or events on campus for the next two weeks. It's pretty amazing that there's Kevin a, James. There's a Dr. Yeah. Kevin James that runs yes, the I university. Agree. I agree. King of Queens, huh? Now, right, yeah, exactly. Doing zookeeper too. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, there's one. Man. Had antelopes in it. Um <laughs> Morris Brown College, by the way, you may be thinking to yourself, well, this is probably reactionary to a, a widespread event taking place, right? On the campus. Okay. Zero confirmed cases of COVID on the campus. None. None. It's about every, prevention, Scott. Every kid that college should just say no. No. Gosh. Not doing it. What We're, are they going to do? This is, I, man, you start to look around you now. You start to hear all of a sudden mainstream media. You know, there's a there's deadlier strains of COVID out there now that aren't protected by the current vaccinations. So, and they're, they've got some other vaccination they're cooking up that should be available according to the CDC in a couple of weeks now. Nope, I'm done with this crap. Done with it. Most people are. Stop it. Yeah, they're try. They'll, they'll try. I don't think it's going to work. It's just here we go again. My God, this is right out of the playbook. Yes, it is. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Uh, Scott Robbins drive affect the top three of the day up to number two. Number two, Jordan Peterson is getting ready to report to the People's Republic of Canada's re-education program. 
dude, this is wild. In a court case, they're saying has wide implications for anyone who cares about the First Amendment here. Jordan Peterson, the clinical psychologist and author, we played his stuff on here a lot of times on this show, has been ordered by a Canadian court to undergo re-education. Are you telling me the stories he's going to report to it? I don't believe it. He's not going. No. The justice in the case, the the uh, judge, wrote that the college's order that, uh, that uh, Peterson undergo a program on professionalism in public statements <laughs> balanced its mandate to regulate the profession is not disciplinary and done to prevent him from exp- expressing himself on controversial topics. They just want him to make sure that he does what they want him to do and comply. Yeah, he won't do it. A statement from Peterson said, when you have something to say, silence is a lie. The prescribed coaching would focus on Peterson's unprofessional language and would not prevent him from expressing himself on issues he or his audience care about, the judge wrote, citing a clear and transparent review process from the college, previous warnings it had made to him about his language and unwillingness to acknowledge the complaints. They also fined him twenty-five grand. No, I think, you know, from all the different thinkers that are out there, you learn from Jordan Peterson that words matter a lot. And he started this fight in 2015, and he's not going to bow down now. Well, and it is. It, it all started, you know, well, why wouldn't you call someone a she if she identifies that way? You'd hurt their feelings. Well, do your it. compelling speech. No, you can't. You just, no. I mean, the argument. No, he would, might do it right. personally, but not because it's mandated. I mean, the argument would be that you could use some type of state force to punish people for problematic speech. They're trying it here. Oh, yeah. Folks, Usually, this, this, is up, this is upon us right now. It's been in Canada for a while. There are people who, if they disagree with you, they can't just simply disagree with you. They must stop you from saying it. This, it crap, starts, it's, this crap starts there with a guy like Jordan Peterson. I don't know. I mean, and again, I hate to be that guy, but it's true. It's happening everywhere. Yeah, and you think, well, it can't happen here. Well, it can. Oh, absolutely. I didn't think and the I, countdown continues. I didn't think for as nutty as they were, it could happen there, but it did. So there you go. Scott Robbins, try fact the top three of the day up to number one. Number one, Adam Schiff is back in the news. <laughs> he is a. He is. A, this is a guy, by the way, who has Trumps on his mind twenty four seven. But now with the latest in the Trump case, Adam Schiff tweeted this out. He said, our democracy has been in trouble because Donald Trump has too many enablers in Congress. Members like Jim Jordan who are willing to tear down the justice system to protect him and try to keep themselves in power. I'm working to stop them right now. You literally lied for four straight years about Trump. Should be in jail. Spent 90% of your time in the CNN green room and wasted millions of taxpayer dollars on a phony Russia investigation. Shut up. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay. That's no. it. That's it. Oh, yeah. Adam, and there break. you have it. Yes. Scott Robbins, trifecta. Top three of the he day. He wants to be a senator, you know. I don't care. That's his job. I mean, you, I hear Adam Schiff. I just glaze over. Unless it's public caning. Then let me know. Okay. All right. News update to get to. And Nimrod to the news. Straight ahead. Jeremy Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the news is out now. The time has been set when Donald Trump will be booked 
in Fulton County, Georgia. Complete with a mugshot, because it's the ritual humiliation that matters in this. Of course. Not about any sense of justice or anything else. They want to humiliate Donald Trump. That's it. Uh, Donald Trump has announced that he will be surrendering to authorities in Atlanta this evening, 7.30 Eastern. Set a reminder. Uh, that's when it happens. Are we going to get the uh, the helicopter scene of the... Oh, definitely. Convoy driving to the jail and... Well, now, because this one's different than the three other indictments, he's going to have a mugshot taken. Oh, God. I mean, seriously, I'm pretty sure there are... There, there are a uh, significant number of so-called journalists who are actually sexually aroused at the news that oh, Trump's yeah. mugshot is going to be published. There'll be tables levitating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear Trump talking about Joe Biden walking on the beach. That's what I want to hear about. That was one of the funniest things we had all day. He can't I think. lift his feet out of the grass. You know, it's only two inches at the White House, right? That's not a lot. <laughs> But you watch him, and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. <laughs> so, and then you see him in the beach where he can't lift a chair. You know, those chairs are meant to be light, right? They're like two ounces. Yeah. You lift them up. He can't lift the chair. He can't walk to the chair. And I, I don't know what they're doing with the beach. You know, this beach is seeming to play a big role. But they love pictures of him on the beach. I think he looks terrible on the beach. <laughs> Just the side road he goes down. And the thing is, it's all true. Gosh, dang it. I just needed to laugh. Sorry about that. You know, and I, I don't know why, who it is. They got the idea about the beach. It's terrible for them. It's not very good, not presidential. All right, let's get to Nimrods. Roll that. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Rods in the news. We start with this American Airlines flight from Miami to New York. Had to make an emergency landing because a passenger gassed the cabin with pepper spray. Oh, what? Yes. Unclear what happened, but there are some reports that say a female passenger mistook the pepper spray for hand lotion or sanitizer. What? Well, how did it? How did? How did the person even get it on the plane? Yeah, I wonder that too. Well, that's a great question. Yeah. Um. They're not sure. You can have it in a checked bag as long as it meets TSA requirements, but it's not allowed in carry-ons or in the cabin. Yeah, I know. I've just, I had to throw out a bottle of Pepto-Bismol yeah. <laughs> yes. one time I got on an airplane. Well, once the pepper spray got out, there are a lot of passengers. They're coughing. So their eyes were irritated. They couldn't see. The flight crew's confused. They're trying to say, hey, what happened? This woman said, I, I, I did it. It was me. But it was an accident. Some people are like, wait a second. No, she did it on purpose because there was an altercation with her and another person in their entourage. Yeah, see, there you go. And it affects everybody. Yep. Public king. And that's Nimrod's in the news.